So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. I was teaching a class on brand voice at a conference and Jenny DeLacy was in the audience. She'd already done her bit, a DeLacy classic on confidence and the camera. And I mentioned her in an answer from a question about finding an audience, building a fan base, getting people to be a little bit in love with you. And I said something like, Jenny does this really well. She has this free group and gives away oodles of information and advice about working the camera and creating engaging videos. And as I'm talking, Jenny is slowly crumpling, finishing up with her head in her arms on the desk. And I'm slowly tapering off my sentence, looking in horror at someone having some kind of mid-business crisis. And she said, I wish I wasn't quite so well known for giving away free advice. And there it is that hole you've dug for yourself as a business owner when you're actually really good at something and you've been doing it for ages and your audience knows exactly what they get from you, but you are living with some serious business regret. Fast forward a year or so and Jenny is changing things up. Only she's so established in her field for doing this one particular thing and now she's got to drag her fan base with her to love her doing her extended particular things. Today on So Crisp, we're getting a rare behind the scenes look at the process one rather internet famous woman has to go through to take her business from something she's super well known for and to change it into something else because she's fallen a little bit out of love with some of it. We're talking changing directions, but when people are actually watching you do it. Welcome, Jenny, you brave thing. <laughs> what a great intro. Thanks for having me, Jay. It's, um, I'm so glad you, you said yes to doing this thing because it was kind of a weird request. I kind of said, do you want to come and talk on my podcast about falling in love, out of love with your, with your thing and what that looks like from, from the other side? And you were like, oh, is it that noticeable? <laughs> <laughs> so set the scene. Like, Can you back us up and tell us what... What it is we're talking about for anybody that hasn't met you, what you're so celebrated for. Did you mean to niche that hard? Like how did you come to offer it? How long you've been doing it? Tell us about that process. Mm, that's a really good question because when I left corporate um, six years ago, I had spoken to thousands and thousands and thousands of people and taught hundreds of people how to be good presenters and good facilitators. And that was really my jam. I'd always done that. I was in education and training. I was a uh, senior in, um, you know, managing stakeholders and turning what they wanted the business to achieve into, I guess, learning outcomes and convincing and influencing people in the, in the training room and online mm -hmm. to come along for the party. <laughs> but when I left, <clears throat> I sort of felt like I didn't really know what the world of digital marketing was, to be fair. And so I sort of thought... I've got to leave that behind. I've got to recreate a new thing. Oh. And so I focused on, on video because I found it so easy for a start to talk on video and to <laughs> use Facebook Live when it eventually arrived um, four and a bit years ago. And I just felt like I needed that container. So rather than saying, you know what, I'm actually a speaker coach and mentor, I thought, Oh, no, I don't like speakers 
coaches because I've met a few and they're kind of wankers and I don't want to be that. And so I was very, oh, well, I'm going to be like the video lady. And of course it worked. But at the same time, I think I said this to you, every time someone says, what microphone should I use, Jenny? (laughs) A little part of me dies inside because I'm like, you know you're never going to actually do the thing, don't you? You can buy as much goddamn equipment as you like. It's not going to make you speak. It's not going to make you say what you really want to say. And so even though I look back at some of my content back then and I go, oh, I was kind of in that zone. There was a bit of stuff. There were glimmers in what I was saying back then that related to, to talking, to speaking, but it sort of got swamped by everybody wants to know how to do video marketing. And every time I was talking about video, I'd think, oh my God, you are such a faker because I don't, I am not a technical person. I can't stand editing and apps and learning that shit. I don't want anything to do with that stuff. I had to teach myself, but that doesn't mean I don't advocate to outsource it to absolute legends. So yeah, it sort of got to a point where it was actually really bothering me early this year. Yeah. Yeah. When you Google you, um, it go, <laughs> this is the list. Jenny DeLacy talks professional videos for social media. Jenny DeLacy on video content for tradies. Jenny DeLacy on getting video content professionally done. So it's super video heavy. And I think one of, like, as you said, it worked. And I think sometimes that's the trap, right? If you start doing something to launch a business and it works, like, it's difficult to back back out of that mm. a little bit. Mm. Have you? Did you feel any kind of like fear and trepidation? <laughs> well, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So I guess we can fast forward to um, COVID lockdown in, I'm in Melbourne. Yeah. And so we've essentially been home since the middle of March. We had a little respite in the middle. Um, but realistically, I've been working in my home office slash back of my lounge room slash on this side of my video backdrop since um, the 13th of March. And it was probably, oh, you know how heaps of things happen, a series of events happen. You can't quite pinpoint when or who the penny dropped and how that happened. But two months ago, I was in a little mastermind group and I'd said that the best and most fun work I did all throughout this year was working with a software company who wanted to be better presenters to their online potential clients, big clients, you know, the big four um, in banking and in finance. And I thought I loved every minute of it. I actually, I think it made me cry at the end of the week. I was like, oh, it's the best week I've had. And (laughs) when I was telling somebody that story, they were like, well, that's really what you do. And I was like, oh, don't be ridiculous. I can't redo a goddamn website and redo the (laughs) Shut up. Don't be ridiculous. I'd have to rewrite everything. And, And that sort of led to then... A, st- a strategy call with an online business manager that we were supposed to talk about systems, but actually we spent the entire time talking about my messaging, um, a one-to-one strategy session with a business coach and trying to work out, I'm, I am not, I don't create wankers. I don't believe that you need stagecraft. I don't believe you need to stand over there when you're telling a story and stand over there when you, that's not the sort of speaker I want to be or that mm-hmm. I want people to think they have to be. I want to create naturally confident conversational speakers because that's the sort of speaker I am and I thought well then do it you Burke like what do you you know like what do you why why the reticence so it was more about um 
what what is the difference? What am I actually trying to say rather than being fearful of saying, I'm not going to talk to you about video anymore? Because that's not yeah. true. Yeah. It just means if you ask me a technical question, I am going to say, have you downloaded the equipment checklist? Yes or no. And if you haven't, don't talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So there wasn't like a catalyst. There wasn't like a one thing where you thought I've got to consciously make a decision here to expand what I'm known for. But then there was obviously a moment where you went, right, now's the time to do it so that you can actually offer what, what you want to offer. Mm -hmm. And what my deepest skill set actually is. Yeah. Right. So that's been kind of hiding behind how to video all of this. Yeah. 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 I I saw the, um, (laughs) your post about somebody, somebody said, Somebody had said that somebody had said that you would not taken as seriously if you're not standing up when you're, yeah. when you're speaking, all those kinds of things. Is that the kind of stuff that really tickles your fancy, getting stuck yeah. into that kind of, yeah. that kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. I was really me... fascinated when um, I was teaching a business, a local business networking group that meet out in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne. And we were online and we were chatting away about, um, and we did talk about video for their business and mm. live streaming and a few other things. And, and, and I kept, you know, I steered it back towards just speaking generally and having online meetings like we're having now. How do you manage that? How do you manage your own energy? How do you get engagement from the other people on the call and so forth? And one of them said, oh, a speaker um, expert said to me that you can't really have, you, you don't have authority unless you're standing up. And I looked down the barrel of the <laughs> camera and I said, do I seem to have no authority right now? And she was like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're <laughs> my favourite. A, copy, a copywriting expert told me that I, we don't have any, we don't sound as professional unless we say that we're we, even though there's only me. And are we going to write everything in the third person? Oh, awesome. It's like, that's no. Ex- that's my, if my core message is be yourself and if you can't, if you don't know what that is, then there, there's plenty of coaches you and I mm-hmm. know that will help you work that out. Um, and know your audience so deeply that they are, that they know that you understand them. That that's and if you if you don't have that deep um, commitment to your message and the words that are going to come out of your mouth, and how the right words feel when they when you say them out loud, mm-hmm. then then you're not my client, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> before we move on to what you're kind of really working towards now, a little bit more in depth about that, what was thing that we all got wrong when we I think I might know the answer I think you might have already told us the answer when we're obsessing over getting those videos out there yeah well it's the procrasty tech isn't it it's, um <laughs> it's saying tech. oh hey I'm, thing. yeah I've, I have that is a phrase I have coined and used for the last couple of months now because I think it embodies everything about what is wrong or not what is wrong but the mistake or the, the, yeah, the mistake that people make when they approach, okay, I'm going to start doing Facebook Live. I'm terrified, but I'm going to do it anyway. What camera do I need? Do I need a microphone? And then they obsess over that instead yeah. of sitting in that moment and saying, who am I actually communicating to and what do they need from me in the way that I want to communicate to them through this medium of Facebook live, then worry about the camera and all that garbage. So it's like, you know, I say to people, it's like having, um, you know, buying a gym membership and thinking that's going to make you fit. Of course, we know that's, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the same. I'm going to buy a tripod and a new camera. 
yeah, it's not going to make any difference. You st- <laughs> if you don't make the video. Yeah, that's <laughs> Or right. you don't say the thing that you really, yeah, really yeah. the stuff that you really stand by. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I love it. Website maintenance isn't the sexiest of topics, but just like you need to grab a butt to eat and jump in the shower regularly, your website needs to be cared for too, to keep it ready and open for business. It's fundamental to the success of your business and you want peace of mind that it will be up and available for your audience 24-7 without interruption. More and more websites are getting hacked and attacked, including the big players like Twitter and Facebook, as well as millions of small businesses every single day. One of my favourite website geeks, she's self-labelled, so it's okay for me to call her that, Fiona Fell, offers WordPress website care plans that save you time and headaches, give you peace of mind, and boost your website performance. Site management and security is no longer an option. It's a must. Don't wait until it's too late. Pick the WordPress website care plan from Fiona Fell that suits your business best and get no-looking contracts, priority support, tech rescue, daily monitoring, backups and recovery, and a 90-day money-back guarantee. Why do I love her so much? She's a pro at taking website techery and explaining it in jargon-free, plain English, so you can leave the geekiness to her and simply have a website that works for you. Visit getwphelp.com to find out more. The link is in the show notes. So tell us a lay of the land now. How's your change of direction been received? Because I, I saw you made a public statement in your own group about shaking things up. Like how did that go down? What kind of feedback have you had? Are people on board or are people still saying, yeah, but Jenny, I, I can't possibly figure out what my message is because I don't have a, the right podcast mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, happily it was received really positively. And there are actually a number of people who, said, I remember having that conversation with you two or three or four years ago. <laughs> and I was like, really? Oh my oh, God, wow. I'm such a slow learner. The penny finally drops. I'm one of those people that it takes a while for my body to catch up to my brain or something, I don't know, or the other way around. Um, and so let, as an example of a, um, a concrete example of when this happened, my group name used to be Talking Digital Um, video marketing for small business Mm -hmm. and I changed it to confident communicators and then it says more leads more authority more clients or something like that so I changed the name of the group I had to redo the um, description or that sort of hoo-ha that goes with having a group and I went live and talked about it and I'd sort of gone live a couple of times actually to talk about how I was feeling about it Mm. and when you're doing the work you're really supposed to do, it is actually a little bit emotional, <laughs> which is not good for a Facebook Live. However, <laughs> um, it, you know, I was like, don't you cry. Don't you dare. Just tell them, you know, what's going on. And so, yeah, I think that it was received overall really well. Everybody, it's actually broadened my message, even though I am niching my skills, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Really interesting. This, the, the thing that you just tapped on then a little bit is the, is the, without sounding like a woo-woo wanker, that deep inner work that you have to do before you take anything and and kind of put it out there. Because what you said before about people obsessing over the tech and obsessing over the, um, uh, like, should I write a script or should I not write a script? That was something that, that bothered me for ages. And I kept telling myself that I wasn't any good at doing this stuff because I have... Uh, history of learning lines and then speaking them. So speaking off the cuff was really difficult for me. And every single speaking expert that I spoke to said that I was pretty much a failure if I wrote a script and read it out. 
Mm. Um, and so I didn't, I just didn't do anything because yeah. of that. And there's all that kind of stuff that we, that we think is the problem is the hardest work. Would you say just sitting with yourself and thinking I'm going to do this and it's going to be a little bit fearful. I'm going to be a little bit fearful and I might wet my pants a bit, but and, and how long does that process kind of take, do you think? Mm, that's a really good question. So I am going to use an example of a client who is in health and wellness. And you and I both know, Jay, how many women work with women in that yep. industry. It's, it's highly competitive and, it, and it's almost full of the same messaging and the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I empower women to live the life of live life with purpose. Oh my God. And I'm like, I know that that's important. I get that you don't realize potentially how many people have said that to me, mm-hmm. but I don't care actually about that message. I want to know why you want to work with me as your client. What is it about me that you, that really turns you on and makes you go, yep, I know I can really make a difference mm. to that to that sort of Jenny DeLacy sort of client. Um, and she, she says to me all the time, I'll get over myself eventually. I said, you know what? One, you talk yourself out of it every single time because there is no such thing as bad idea for content. No such thing. I have never heard anything come out of anybody's mouth that we chat to, you and I chat to heaps of people. That's a bad idea. If it pops Mm. into your head, it is almost always a great idea for content for your business because your brain is wired to give you the ideas that are on, that come up around the the focus that you have in your business. That's just how we work, right? So I say to her, you know, that idea about sharing the piece of equipment that you bought, the very first one you bought as a personal trainer. There's a story behind that. I want you to just go live and say, see this, funny little steel step. This is really critical because when I started, I couldn't step up on that thing. And I bought it off my trainer because he didn't want it anymore. And now it's in every single class I do with every single client because it represents how far I've come, but it also is Mm. just such a great metaphor, but it's also physically really awesome. And she kept going, oh, I'm, I'm better when I think about it, I said, no, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've said that. Yeah, that's simply not true. So when... Hang on, I'm better when I've slept on it for 82 months. Yeah, that's right, 82 (laughs) months. And so I said to her, I want you to, one, trust that every idea you have is actually a really good one and stop trying to talk yourself out of it. Actually, that's why I love Facebook Live and Instagram Live because you can just do it in the moment still be thinking about your branding and what you're showing people and don't be a complete, you know, show them down your cleavage and don't realize where the camera's looking and lots of stuff. But this does take time. And I don't think that there is a, well, there's certainly no cookie cutter, but for her, it's taking a long time because she's naturally an overthinker. Mm. But you know, what's really fascinating. Something's happened in her life and it is compelling her to do something right now because she will have no fallback position fairly soon Hmm. and so I keep saying I say to people you've got to give yourself the time and space to practice and get used to the sound of your own voice because it's one of those things that nobody likes how they sound no we all think we're weird um and so let's just put it out there that you get better as you speak so your words flow better you feel less um uh all that sort of hoo-ha that that people don't you know like when they waffle but the time it's going to take 
is going to depend one on how clear you are about what your message is and mm. who you're talking to, but also how much, how much you really believe that this is really important in your business. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I, not everybody wants to be themselves, Jay, you know that, <laughs> like I'm happy for those people not to work with me. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I want us to be able to feel like we're really interested in the authority that we have in whatever our niche is. Yeah. And that's the best way to do it. I think that's a, re that's a really good example too, because there is, it, obviously we're living in a year where a lot of people's uh, like ability to buffer themselves has at least decreased. And I always said that I think that one of the reasons that I did shortcut, like I didn't have to put in, seven, eight, 10, whatever, six, five years to find myself in a spot where I went, fuck me, I'm ragingly successful. And that was surprising to me, but I think it's because I was hungry. Mm. I think it's because when I started, I had no money, no laptop, no capital, no anything, no website. And when I quit my job, I had to be replacing my income plus on that very week. Like there was no buffer. There was no FIFO husband. There was no that the the business was a hungry business because I had literally mouths to feed. And that I think was my saving grace because I couldn't get in my own head because I didn't have the time and space to think, Oh, how can I make this perfect before I put it out there? I was just mm -hmm. like, Nope, I want to do this. I'm doing it. Uh, and by the way, I can't have a down week. Um, and mm. I think that that this year's not that I'm doing at all a hashtag blessed about 2020 because I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> a possibility, but it has given us some of us a little bit of a kick up the butt that maybe we needed to do things that are outside of our comfort zone that are perfectly safe. No saber tooth tiger is going to come and eat us because we did a Facebook live might mm. feel like it, but um, it's probably not going to happen. The world's not going to explode. So copywriter habit, what is your CTO for this episode? For anyone listening, who's feeling like their business, like niched them into a corner and now they're stuck. What should they not do? And what should they do? Do. Hmm. I, I am so pleased that I gave myself the time to reflect on it. So it's not like I dropped the ball on clients that I already had. Mm. It was more that, because I was quite seriously, I was halfway through a group that are in my paid video incubator when I made this, this decision. <laughs> and I said to them, you know, the stuff that we all talk about in the Q and A's, it's hardly ever about video. And mm. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I was like, okay, I was just, just checking because <laughs> just going like, all the same page here, right? <laughs> page. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Um, so um, the repeat your question again. What am I telling oh, you? What? <laughs> it was like a 15 part question, which is my uh, MO. Uh, <laughs> anyone who's feeling stuck, mm. what should they not do if they're feeling like their business has niched them and into a, like painted them into a corner and what should they do? Yeah, I, I, I really am so pleased that I gave myself that time that I didn't drop the ball on the current client. So, of course, that's don't do that. Yeah. But do give yourself time to really reflect and journal. And you know what's really fascinating? Going back and reading and looking at content from four or five years ago made me realise that I was kind of onto something back then, but for some reason ignored the, mm. the my own intuition around it which i found really fascinating so i've gone back so i think we should give ourselves the chance to really do nothing just be and think and journal and read some stuff maybe or you know listen to some podcasts that you find really 
um, motivating and don't, don't feel like you've got to be doing, doing, doing all the time because mm-hmm. the, the clear messages simply do not come when you are busy. Mm. But what not to do, I think, is just don't be afraid. I think the main, we're so wired to not take chances, which is natural, and don't ever feel that there's something wrong with you if you feel afraid because everybody feels afraid. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was don't sit in that feeling of what if this goes wrong? What if I can't earn a living from this? Cause I'm the same. It's just me and the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know how to manage that fear, go and get someone to help you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm lucky I've got, I'm surrounded by really amazing people and I've done a lot of work personally on my, on my own personal development around it. So I'm, I'm good. Doesn't mean I don't feel fearful because I do, but mm. don't, don't let it be your overriding um, motivator and the thing that you think about and focus on all the time. Good advice. So <clears throat> Jenny DeLacy, Speaker Extraordinaire, will you take us out? This is where you do the May Your Day Be So Crisp as Crisp as your favourite crispy thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. oh, I'm saying all those words, am I? Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> I'm saying may your, may your day be what? May your day be so crisp as oh, Christmas and then insert Jenny DeLacy's Christmas, 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 Christmas thing in there. May your day I'm totally be crisp, so crisp, as crisp as. Yes. Yeah, great. Jenny's what do crisp. I need to say so crisp? Just, you know what? You can Jenny it. <laughs> you can DeLacy the heck out of my, right, out of my right. take it out. Do it. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> May your day be crisp. So crisp, in fact, that you are a Red Rock Deli sea salt chip. I like it better your way. This is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. I, I, thanks for a really good conversation. This was really great. Oh, you're welcome. I hope it's helpful for people that are worrying about, oh, am I going to be judged for pivoting or <laughs> that's not true. You are just deepening your expertise and people need it. So keep going. Ah, that's the snippet. This has been So Chris. My guest has been Jenny DeLacy. She helps aspiring and established business owners find their words and voices so they too can connect with their target audience by presenting with personality and power. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.